So if you've never heard of a laugh track, we will play one for you so you don't feel so alone. <laughs> so you don't, yeah, if you've never watched any TV sitcom and you're missing out on what makes a, a quality joke in a yeah. TV sitcom, <laughs> we can throw in a laugh track. But I feel like we need a joke to like cue it up, you know? Here we go. <clears throat> Why is Peter Pan always flying? Why? Because he never lands. <laughs> the studio audience thought that was funny. They thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's a riot. All the rats in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another Random Theory podcast <laughs> with Grace and Josh. Hi. Woo. Yeah. What you been up to? I don't know. Just living life. Just living life. You yeah. know how it is. My uh, my band's album came out. Yes. That's what's been going on. And you did a show. And yeah, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> but, but when this comes out, we played like an album release show. Hopefully sold out. Yeah. Show. Fingers crossed. Again, it hasn't happened yet, but we're very close to selling it out. I'm so, so stoked. But listen to our album, Rim of the World by Lantern by Sea. Lantern by Sea pretty uh it's really good it's pretty good if i say so myself i mean you were in it i did make it yeah so i played bias. the triangle grace secretly played some triangle uh, you By can't myself. hear it but yeah <laughs> in my house <laughs> i just had the sweet triangle yeah. tunes april fool's day the, april the day fools. that no one really likes <laughs> i feel like no, I got a funny story for you, though, okay. about April Fool's. Okay, what is it? Um, My mom called her mom, so I guess my grandma, on April Fool's and was like, guess what? I'm pregnant. And my Nana was like freaking out on the phone nice. and was like, oh, my gosh. And then my mom had to call her back or like on the phone. She was like, oh, just kidding. I'm not like April Fool's. Yeah. Had to call her back two weeks later <laughs> and tell her she was actually pregnant. And it was me. That was you? <laughs> that was Whoa. me. I feel like that explains a lot. That, yeah, that explains a lot about <laughs> it you. It feels right. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense that that is your your origin. <laughs> How I came to the world is an was April a joke. Fool's joke. <laughs> wow. Man. So speaking of jokes. Jokes. This is a really big moment for you and the podcast. For me? Yeah. Well, first it is, and we'll get to that. I was just going to say this podcast is on jokes. This that podcast was, is a joke. That was the, the whole segment. Thing's a joke. <laughs> this whole thing is just a big joke. But we're actually two dogs. The whole time we've actually we've been <laughs> uh two monkeys in a trench coat. Yes. The whole time. Yeah. Actually it's four monkeys because there's That's two. That's what of I was going to say. I was like I think we need two more monkeys. <laughs> But yeah, this is a big moment for me. This is really big. Because we start the podcast off with reading reviews from Apple Podcast um, to give shout outs to the gracious people that have left a cool review. And for the longest time, I've been asking for a knock knock joke mm -hmm. to be left. And it just so happens that in the joke podcast, we finally have a knock knock joke. Yeah, Could not be more yeah. fitting. Didn't plan it at all. <laughs> Didn't. I want that to be known. <laughs> but Trev Dog 25125. Trev Dog. Coming in with the knock knock joke. Now, special place in our heart, Trev Dog. For sure. I don't think he finished it. No, I don't think he did either. There, <laughs> there's no last line. Um, I kind of appreciate that though, because we had to go find the joke. I, we did look it up because <laughs> I didn't get it and then felt dumb. So he said, knock knock. 
who's there? Theodore. Theodore who? And that was it. There was no last line. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to look it up. There's various versions, but a lot of them ended with Theodore is locked. So I knocked or something like that. The door. The door. Theodore is the door. The door. That's the joke. Thank you for the knock-knock joke. I really appreciate it. If anyone else has a quality knock-knock joke, go leave it on Apple Podcasts. Leave it. If you got one that's like a hot take, real good. I'll take a hot take. A hot take. I could use a hot take. (laughs) What do you got today? Uh, (laughs) This one's equally as good. (laughs) This one is so me. (laughs) This one says, hi. Yeah, it's titled hi. It has one, Uh two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Ten T's, one R. Two R's. Two R's. This is the name, by the way. Ten T's, two R's, one, two, three, four, (laughs) five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten E's. (laughs) So it's tree. True. But it's... (laughs) er, Ten ten T's, two R's, and ten Ten E's. And what did they say? Banana. 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 Yeah. I think they're minion. <laughs> oh yeah, is that like the minion thing? It might be banana, I banana, 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 banana. <laughs> I don't know, but it really made my day. It was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it was next to the knock knock joke. So it ten was, out of ten. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Ten Good out of ten content. Honestly, your guys' ratings and reviews are better than the podcast. <laughs> it's true. There's better. If you're going to listen to the podcast, maybe just scroll down and read the reviews. Give some reads. Uh, if you want a shout out in the podcast, hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review. You'll get shouted out. And you'll get shouted out. And if it's a knock knock joke, you skip the line. You skip right to the front of the line. Right to the I front. didn't even I had tunnel vision the second I saw <laughs> that. I didn't read a single other one. So Anyway. Anyway, what's up today? Oh, uh, the sky. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> today we're talking about jokes. <laughs> and that's the kind of content <laughs> that's coming your way. Cool. Um jokes. we are talking about the science behind jokes and humor and why humans think humor is funny apparently i didn't know this when i first wrote out i wrote because we picked these topic ideas like months ahead yeah and it's usually just like a title yeah or like a we don't dive into it yeah Yeah. it's just like a one-liner we're like it's about this like jokes yeah cool apparently this is a huge thing in the world of psychology okay figuring out why people laugh why do people like pranks? And scientists still struggle to explain exactly what makes people laugh. That's super interesting. Right? I feel like this is very fitting after the last two episodes we've had. The farts. The farts. And the french fries. And the french fries where I feel like the entire time we were just giggling because of how silly things were. Oh, but we're going to keep giggling. We're going to keep it. We're keep gonna on going to explain to you why. Why we're giggling. Those were funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were funny to us. I hope they were funny to you. But, <laughs> I you know. laughed so hard listening to those podcasts, yeah. especially the dinosaur farting one. Yeah, that was that good. That was good. That was yeah. so good. Okay. So okay. 
the concept of humor is incredibly elusive itself. It kind of ties into consciousness and those okay. sorts of things. So although everyone understands intuitively what humor is and the dictionary may define it simply as the quality of being amusing, it's difficult to define in a way that encompasses all its aspects. I didn't know that was the dictionary definition. That's so like plain. So bad. Yeah. It's literally so bad. The quality of being amusing. Yeah. Is how they describe humor. I'm sure every <laughs> comedian ever has felt pain from that. They're like, what does that mean? How, what? Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. When the leaves start rustling, the pumpkins start plumping, and the scarecrows start crowing, you heed the call of fall because you eat, sleep, and drink pumpkin at Dunkin'. So take your pick of pumpkin with delicious muffins, munchkins, and donuts, and pair them with a classic pumpkin spice signature latte or the ultra-smooth pumpkin cream cold brew topped with pumpkin cream cold foam. Also, you can fall harder. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. So humans start developing a sense of humor as early as six weeks old. Whoa. That's early. Six weeks. Six weeks. Fresh out of the womb. Wow. You're still, I don't even think you can see it six weeks. I, so. Yeah, but you are laughing at jokes. <laughs> you are giggling at the world around yeah. you. Uh, so when babies begin to laugh and smile in response to stimuli. So laughter is a universal language across human cultures and even exists in some form within rats chimps and baboons really yeah rats <laughs> that's the surprise like chimps or whatever sure. sure but rats have you ever heard a rat laugh i have not but it that sounds terrifying spending time in new york city i'm pretty You've sure <laughs> i'm pretty sure they just stand there like on the curb like laughing at you really like, what does a rat laugh sound like in contrast, rat laughter comes from a high frequency of 50 kilohertz and ultrasonic calls and chirps. Okay. And are distinct from other vocal emissions of rats. So they laugh, but it's not like a human laugh. Oh, shoot. Disappointing. Yeah. So with other human emotions as well, they're able to take the expressions, laughter, and humor and provide psychological scientists with rich resources for studying human psychology. And this ranges from the developmental underpinnings of language to the neuroscience of social perceptions. Oh. Yeah. So this has been researched for like as long as Plato and other Greek philosophers have been around. Way back. Way Way back when. Way back in when the they day. were chiseling into yeah, when little the, rocks. When they were putting their papers on rocks. That was where <laughs> they were writing out their information. Jeez. So there are three theories. So there's the misfortune of others, the theory of release, and the theory of incongruity. Okay. Are the three theories that people have used to explain comedy and humor. Of why we like it. Yes. Okay. So the oldest theory of humor, which dates back to Pluto and other Greek Plato. What did I say? Pluto. Pluto? <laughs> it's not. Have you heard about Pluto? That's messed up. Yeah. That it got kicked off. Yeah. That's a joke from a TV show. If anybody gets that. It's from it's from Psych. <sighs> I don't watch Psych. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. All right. Moving on. Back to Plato. Plato. Not Pluto. Not Pluto. Even though R.I.P. Pluto. R.I.P. 
Plato and other Greek philosophers found that people find humor in and laughing at earlier versions of themselves and the misfortune of others because it creates this feeling of superiority. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like when you see someone like drop a carton of eggs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because it's not happening to you. Right. Or if somebody just like, like fail videos where yeah. people crash on a bike. Just or... absolute eat face. Yeah. <laughs> just just straight into the ground. <laughs> for sure. Go Bois is my favorite video of all time on YouTube. Look it yeah. up. It is a three second video. <laughs> a whole three seconds. And I cackle every time I watch it. It's this little girl telling her dog to go and she's holding on to the leash and oh. the dog, it goes. And she just completely just like face plants oh, into nice. the ground. They hard cut. Like, I don't know That's if this awesome. girl had facial reconstruction surgery because <laughs> like she eats it. Uh, have you seen the video of, and now we're just going to talk about like viral <laughs> prank or not prank, but fail video. The video of the guy that falls through the ceiling. <laughs> in the store and there's like a, another guy at the counter and he says like hi frank or whatever like, no i haven't seen that oh before. dude it's so funny and it's like really casual <laughs> yeah i think i can't remember what but yeah anyway that's like why like even when you tell a joke or a story about your past self yeah you, like you can sit back and laugh at it like after the fact and i feel like most comedy especially like comedians yes. like famous comedians there's a lot of self-deprecation yes a lot of like yep. putting themselves down talking about how crappy they are or yep. whatever it makes them feel smaller so the audience feels more superior yeah and then likes them more pretty brilliant yeah so then by the 18th century we had the rise of the theory of release this comes from uh you know the guy that was obsessed with everything sigmund freud sure he was just very obsessed with he's a, how humans he's function. Kind of a weird guy. He was very interesting. Yeah. He said that laughter allows people to let off steam or release pent up nervous energy. According to our homie Freud, uh, this process explains why tabooed, scatological, and sexual themed jokes and ethical topics amuse us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when the punchline comes on jokes that are like that, mm -hmm. you're expressing a suppressed inappropriate emotion, um, such as desire to be hostile or like how you feel in that moment when they're talking about it. Yeah. But when they, the person turns it into a joke, you no longer feel the release or the need to release like those hostile and like pent up emotions. You just release them as laughter, just instead. laughter instead. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. But like, yeah, whenever there's like sexually themed jokes, the audience gets like really, it's they a feel awkward. a little awkward. Yeah. And then like everyone la laughs at laughs at the end. Laughs. Wow. Hello, Southern accent. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> I'm actually from the <laughs> South. So, um, but yeah, that's why the audience laughs so hard at those because they right. feel the relief of like, whew, okay, everyone else is yeah, laughing whoa, at whoa, it tense too. Tense situation, but we're all laughing. We, we all survive. Interesting. Okay. So the third longstanding explanation of humor is a theory of incongruity. People laugh at the juxtaposition of incompatible concepts and a defiance of their expectations. Nice. So that's the incongruity between expectation and reality. Okay. According to a variant of this theory known as the resolution of incongruity, laughter results when a person discovers an unexpected solution to an apparent incongruity, such as when an individual grasps at a double meaning in a statement and thus sees the statement as a, in a completely new light. Okay, so that's like the knock-knock joke. Yeah. At the beginning. Yes. We were like, yeah, I don't get Theodore. it. Theodore, we were like, 
Theodore. Who's Theodore? And we looked it up and we're like, oh. I was thinking about Alvin and the Chickmunks. Yeah. All these theories are fantastic that people have discovered. Mm -hmm. But they don't provide a complete theoretical framework with a hypothesis that can be measured using a defined parameter. Okay. So it doesn't explain all types of humors. Right. It's it's a good start. But it's not all But there's a lot missing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're really taking the fun out of jokes. This is like, you know when people say, don't explain the joke, like if it's not funny, if you have to explain it. <laughs> this is... We are like beating that joke into the ground <laughs> and like smearing it right now. That's what's happening. We're like, let us tell you why the jokes are funny. Like, let us tell you. Like, uh, okay, we are going to open a textbook on jokes today and explain. Well, we are. Later on, I'm going to tell you how you can formulate a perfect Oh, well, here we go. Joke. Future comedians, get your pencils ready. Get ready, because we got the perfect layout. <laughs> it's like one sentence of how to create the perfect joke. Yeah, you hear that? Okay, so there is a hidden language within laughter, and I think this is really interesting. Yeah. So we're going to take a look at canned laughter in TV sitcoms as okay. an example. So you like those laugh tracks, mm-hmm. they're kind of awkward once you notice them. Yeah, it is weird. If you like actually are cognitively aware of the laugh track and aren't just like passively watching TV and like watching the episode, mm-hmm. if you actually pay attention to the laugh tracks, they're so awkward. Yeah. They're really weird. It's really weird. It's a weird concept too. Yes. So this actually started with Charlie Douglas. He was a sound engineer at CBS and he started with these laugh tracks because he could not stand the inappropriate laughter of the live audience. So, like, when they were recording the show in front of a live audience, Uh he literally could not stand that sometimes they would laugh when they weren't supposed to laugh or it wasn't supposed to be funny. Or it was just, like, an uncontrolled laughter and they couldn't contain it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, he, like, could not stand it. So, he started recording his own laugh tracks in the 1950s. Interesting. Yeah. And that's what they used in the show. Yes. And so, they were intended to make the audience at home feel like they were in a more social situation and sitting in a crowded theater. Yeah. So created this feel of inclusivity rather yeah. than like you're on the outside watching a show. It's also like a cue, uh, like an a, a, like you said, if if you're noticing it, it is awkward. Mm-hmm. But if you're just watching the episode, it's like a almost a subconscious cue of like, oh, this is funny. Yes, I should be laughing right yes. now. Or oh, or, th- this is an enjoyable moment. Yeah, or even in awkward moments. Yeah, like they'll use the laughter to make you feel like. This is okay. This is it's a okay. joke. Yeah. Like this is not someone like being malicious or yeah. rude. Oh yeah. Like they very they use it very tastefully. Wow. But I think it's just yeah. funny that we're listening to laughs from like the 1950s. It is super interesting. Like some of these people are dead that we're listening oh, to. Oh, for rap. sure. And it's interesting that because I had thought that it was literally just the live audience recorded. Oh really? Yeah. Like when they tape a show. Yeah. They would just record that audience and that would be the, that's the laugh track. Yeah. But it's obviously not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just interesting that it's just fake laugh constantly over and over again. And everyone's using like the same four tracks. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's kind of funny mm. in its own way. Yeah. So if you've never heard of a laugh track, we will play one for you so you don't feel so alone. <laughs> so you don't. Yeah. If you've never watched any TV sitcom and you're missing out on what makes a, a quality joke in a yeah. TV sitcom. <laughs> we can throw in a laugh track, but I feel like we need a joke to like cue it up, you know? Here we go. <clears throat> Why is Peter Pan always flying? Why? 
because he never lands. <laughs> the studio audience thought that was funny. They thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it was a riot. All the rats in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They really thought we were funny. Yeah. <laughs> so theories f- focusing on the evolution of laughter point to an important adaptation in social communication. So the studies have shown that people are more likely to laugh in response to a video clip with canned laughter than they are to one without a laugh track. Mm. They also found that people are 30 times more likely to laugh in the presence of others than alone. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I live alone. I'm never laughing like by myself unless it's something that like is really funny. Yeah, You just do the little like nose nose puff yeah like, <laughs> nice <laughs> that was cool yeah yeah i will say like if someone is over and i'm watching something it's way easier to laugh yeah than when i'm just sitting watching a show sure. myself if you're in like a group with people and a joke gets going well the problem is you, you feed apart. yeah you yeah. feed off of the energy look at us like, well that's that's us you yeah feed off of it all, <laughs> like we feed off each other all the time if like, we were doing this podcast alone like one or the other yeah. talking about dinosaur farts <laughs> There would have been no laughter. We would have been fine. We would have gotten through it. Yeah. We would have talked about the anal cavity. No sure, problem. No big deal. Would have been a super dry podcast. But because we like look at each other, and make eye contact, <laughs> it's just like game over. Yeah. This is the next part is really interesting. Okay. Uh, the necessary stimuli for laughter is not a joke, but another person. Exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's literally not the joke. That's super interesting. It's it's feeding off of the other person's yes. energy. Yeah. Okay. So you can be like really sad and like make someone laugh and then make them happy. Yeah. But if that person was like alone, they wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. turn a corner. They would just stay sad. Okay. Speaking of laughing, now that we've yeah. talked about sitcoms and like what makes the laugh. like the laughter, the hidden language of laughter, mm-hmm. let's talk about comedy. Comedy. So when it comes to comedy, there is a very, very thin line that these comedians <laughs> ride between love and hate. Yes. Like, very true. You, they ride a thin line. Yeah. What qualities make something funny or not is a question that philosophers have been attempting to answer for thousands of years. Mm, makes sense. It's like, why are farts funny? Listen to the podcast to find out. <laughs> we did scientifically find the f- most scientifically the funny, funniest, the funniest fart. fart. Yeah. It was really good research. It was a good one. Yeah. So there's this pair of psychological scientists that have come up with a theory that explains why we might laugh at dark jokes about murder as well as silly puns or plays on words. Okay. So psychological scientists. Also, can we talk about the, hold on. <laughs> can we talk about the contrast there? <laughs> jokes about murder and yeah, really dark jokes. For sure. And a silly pun. They both make us laugh. Those darn silly puns. <laughs> puns really get me, man. <laughs> if that's a comedian, like what a big range. You got you got range. The set there. Yeah. Yeah. Start with some puns and with a murder. Yeah. And with a murder. Let me tell you why these jokes are funny. Yeah. Okay, so psychological scientist Peter McGraw from the University of Colorado Boulder and Caleb Warren from the University of Arizona propose that negativity is an intrinsic part of humor without violating a norm or rule of some kind. A joke just isn't funny. Okay. But violations can't stray too far. Otherwise, they become unappealing or even disgusting and upsetting. Sure. 
that's that fine line you said yes that comedians they tow it literally has to be riding the line yeah. of violating a norm or rule but to not be a, going too but far. yeah not going so far that you're just like offending everybody in the room sure. so according to the research there is a violation theory a violation is humorous when it breaks a rule or norm but is benign okay So the benign violation theory is what we're talking about. Benign violation theory. So McGraw and Warmer's humor research lab. Whoa, humor research lab. The the hurl. (laughs) Nice. Also, can we talk about that? They have a research lab. They have a research lab for humor. I wonder if their cheeks hurt from laughing all day. I wonder if they have laugh tracks like constantly playing. Ooh. Like when you walk in the door, it's just a laugh track. That sounds awful, actually. (laughs) Get laughed at anytime you walk into a room. So they have conducted several studies examining the exact criteria that causes us to perceive a comedy situation as benign or not. Okay. I know I'm taking the humor out of jokes by like explaining this podcast about why jokes are funny. Yeah. But there's a whole research lab. They have a research lab. They're examining every single joke. What kind of TV shows do you think those people watch? Like after a day at the research lab. At the humor research lab, you gotta come back and watch a documentary. They man. they go. I bet they go home and are watching like uh, national something, something super national dark or like yeah or like dry. Just you know, look at the orca. Yeah, they're watching like Steve Irwin. Yeah, sure. Or like David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. So along with the severity of the norm violation, a sense of psychological distance from the violation so how long has this person been from space time relationships or imagination these are all key ingredients for turning an unpleasant situation into a humorous one right okay so it's how they they how it's presented it how much time has passed yeah you know what's the relationship all that crap because something that like you find funny might i might look at it and be like that's traumatic for me sure yeah if you have a different association with whatever it is yeah or like if something had just recently happened to me and Mm. then like they make a very inappropriate like sexual assault joke it's like yeah you're like whoa whoa buddy no well which is like space and time and relationships yeah and whatnot yeah so if distance increases the humor and severe violation so i.e a tragedy Mm -hmm. but decreases the humor in a mild violation a mishap the autobiographical events that get funnier over time should feature more severe violations than those that get less funny over time that's interesting it's very interesting so a more tragic event according to this research (laughs) a more tragic event would get funnier over time yes and a less tragic event would get less funny yes they also looked at the psychological distance in terms of time so this was inspired by the man the myth the legend mark twain sure he wrote that humor is a tragedy plus time oh so that's how they came up with this research right so they investigated how the passage of time can influence one's perception of an event as funny or painful okay so just remember if you're telling a joke Humor is tragedy plus time. Make sure that make sure an adequate amount of time has passed <laughs> before you make a joke. Yeah. <gasps> so, oh, geez. So all the COVID jokes that came out, I guess those were. I feel like those were timely though, because we were all in pain together. Yeah, it was a. It was a tragedy. We I were think all that was the time. Thing. Yes. It was yeah. appropriate. Yeah. Because yeah. it was something present that we were all experiencing. Yeah. So that would be more like the relationship aspect. Yeah. 
because we all have that same relationship mm-hmm. to the event. So one study found that events from people's lives that become funnier over time were more severe events like a car accident while events that lost their comedic effect over time were seen as minor violations like stubbing a toe oh yeah stubbing a toe it's like not funny anymore you tell it once it's like stop going back to that joke (laughs) yeah you toe stubber joke teller stop that stop bringing that one up at dinner parties if you want to make your joke funny oh this is it this is the formula you need to follow get your pencils out people get ready here we go all you need to do to be a funny individual and tell funny jokes yeah. is to be funny looking. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did everyone write that down? <laughs> uh, that's not it. That's not it. That wasn't it. Oh. Sorry. This is really it. Okay, this is really it. Okay. So all you need to do to be funny uh-huh. is find a way to show the misfortune of others while concurrently building up the tension of that misfortune and do it in an unexpected way while violating some sort of norm but in a safe place while also leading your audience one way before pulling a 180. That I thought it was going to be simple. Like a, just like a, you know, tell this kind of joke. Yeah. That was not. No. That was like... <laughs> Okay, first you're going to need, like if that was a description of like baking something, it's like, okay, first you're going to need to take this flour, but then you're going to need to sift it over here. And then you're going to know you need to go get a chicken and get your own eggs. This this also feels like when people say like, this is what you need to do to make a good YouTube video. Oh yeah, nobody knows. This is it. This is like the most convoluting (laughs) thing. Like anytime someone's like, well, just make the video better. I'm like, how? And they like send me some statement like like this. Okay. I'm like, oh, gosh. Based on the analytics. Based on what we see here. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) So did everyone write that down? That's how you, if you want to be a famous comedian. Show misfortune of others. Yeah. While congruently building up the tension of that misfortune and do it in an unexpected way while violating some sort of norm in a safe place while leading your audience one way before pulling 180. Why don't you just like eat and spin a dish on your head and pat your head yeah. and rub your belly in the opposite direction <laughs> <laughs> and chew gum yeah. I mean, and then sing the national anthem while you're at it sure what like it's just that easy yeah obviously which goes to say <laughs> at the end of all of this uh-huh. i mean with that sentence in itself this explains our researchers do not fully understand what aspects of a joke or situation make it seem funny it, no one knows <laughs> we literally we do don't know anything know. i mean you yeah. could you could probably put that at the the end of like most research is like <laughs> the end of the day though we really don't know we don't know we're not sure so with all these theories uh the misfortune of others the forbidden emotion the juxtaposition of incompatible concepts Mm -hmm. we're just here to say that laughter may have evolved as a way to enhance connectedness yeah and socialites that at the end of the day it's just freaking laughter it's just laughter bringing people together yeah interesting that's why people like to laugh people like to laugh and smile it releases those good feel-good hormones yeah. in the brain and <laughs> but it's general generally at the misfortune of some oh yes yes someone thing. has to screw up for it to be somebody funny. somebody has to go down first yes and then everyone else watch a comedy show i don't know if there's one out there that isn't making fun of someone or something like a comedian like a yes. stand-up yeah oh for sure that's usually what it, they're either making fun of themselves yeah. or some other 
person. Right. Yeah. But like, I just don't think there's a comedy show out there where they're not making fun of themselves or something or yeah. someone. That is comedy, right? Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. I mean, we just read that, right? So like, what's Jerry Seinfeld's, what's his like the stereotypical like airplane food or whatever? Yeah. 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 So making fun of airplane food. There it is. Yeah. All right, guys. That's all we have for you this week. Yeah. Comedy. The science of humor. The science of humor. How many podcast hosts does it take to explain a joke? There it is. <laughs> I mean, we got two here, but I don't know if we had enough. I don't think we did. I think we needed Could have used whole, another. We needed a whole audience of podcasters. We had four <laughs> monkeys in trench coats, and I think we could have used another, maybe another set. Maybe more. <laughs> yeah. Maybe more than four. <laughs> all right, guys. Josh and I are going to go tell some jokes. Make sure you leave a rating, a comment, review, all those good things on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And, uh, leave we'll... a joke. We've just given yes. you the the golden key. So to... much ammunition to tell a joke. Yeah, so now I expect some really quality content there. Such quality content. <laughs> Make it happen, guys. We will see you next week. I, lit- I don't have a podcast for next week, so I don't even know what we're talking about yet. It's a surprise. You'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go right. stare at each other and tell jokes. <laughs> what? Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Are you ready? Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day is coming on October 26th. Amazon will host live hiring events in your city to showcase all the reasons why this Amazon Warehouse is the place to work. Things like competitive pay, great benefits, and so much more. Drop in for some swag, bring a friend, and you could even walk away with a job. To find an Amazon Warehouse Hiring Day event close to you, visit Amazon.com slash hiring day. That's Amazon.com slash hiring day. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.